Welcome to Old Soul, Young Mind, with your host and my mom, Jamie Dix. I love you. Hello, hello to my beautiful friends out there. Before we begin this episode, I want you to take a moment. Lower your shoulders down from your ears. Take a big breath in and an even bigger breath out. Notice the space around you. This feeling is the feeling of now, and it's my very favorite feeling. So with that, my friends, enjoy the show. Welcome. Today's guest is one of my favorite humans on the planet, and I have been blessed to know this old soul, young mind, since she was born. And when I tell you that, that this child is hope and wisdom and kindness, that's an understatement. We are all so lucky to have her and her presence and her energy on this planet in this moment in history. So this, my friends, is Audrey. Audrey, how old are you? I am 12. Mm-hmm. And tell me one thing about you. I like to play soccer. Yeah, and she's good at soccer, too. Her and I get to do Thank a lot you. of mindset work on soccer, and she's amazing. So what we're going to talk about today is one of my favorite subjects. We're talking about the brain, and we're talking about thoughts. You ready for a little wild research here? Okay, so in 2005, the National Science Foundation published a research study, and guess what it said? What? The average human brain thinks between 60,000 and 80,000 thoughts per day, per day. That's a lot of thoughts. That's a lot of thoughts, right? So you're, our brains are thinking thoughts all the time. Of those 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts, 95% of those thoughts that we think are repetitive, which means they are the same thoughts that you thought yesterday or a week ago or two weeks ago. Now let's take it one step further. So I want you to think about a pie or a pizza, okay? Think about 80% of that pizza. Is that a lot of the pizza? Yeah, that's the majority of the pizza. 80% of the thoughts that we think are negative thoughts, worried thoughts, or ruminating, which means looping, like thinking the same thing over and over again. Let's take it one step further. 97% of those worried thoughts never actually happen. 80% of our day is spent in worrying about something that never actually happens. So why is this relevant? Just because our brain thinks something does not automatically make it true. Am I right? Mm -hmm. So Audrey and I had the opportunity to talk the first week of school, and I asked her this question. How was school this week? What was your answer, Audrey? It sucked. That it was bad. That I didn't like it. So then I started to ask more questions. For example... Tell me about the classes you're taking. Um, I said my right now my favorite class is ceramics because we get to do a lot of pottery and sculpting with clay and painting, and it's really, really fun. So then I kept going. I was like, well, tell me about another class. And she was like, oh, photography. I love photography. I love my teacher. And then I was like, science. She was like, oh, science. My teacher's awesome. We get to do this stuff. And so this is the curious part, right? 95% of the thoughts that we think are the same thoughts we've been thinking. The first question I asked, 
how do you like school? I don't like it, right? But that doesn't necessarily make that thought true. Because when we got down to it, what did you say? Said it was good. Everything that I was explaining, it was good. It was fun and I liked it. I have a little story that I want to tell about thoughts and the reason that thoughts are what they are. We live on a forest out here in Oregon. And when the elk or the deer take the same path over and over and over again, what do you think happens to the grassy field if they keep walking over the same path over and over again? It becomes more formed. It becomes more like divided from everything else because it gets deeper and it gets more used. Exactly. And that is exactly how our thoughts are created. So when a person thinks over and over again, I don't really like school. And I'll tell you what, my friends, you, Audrey, and all the kids listening right now, COVID was hard. You guys had to do a lot of hard things. Teachers, you had to do a lot of hard things. And there were moments of that that weren't your favorite, that did kind of suck. So when somebody asked how school during that time frame, it might have been, I don't like this. And when we think the same thought over and over again, it's the same as that elk trail. It becomes grooved, right? It becomes a very easy pathway to take. Because it's the one we know. Exactly. It's the one we have been taking. So when we dig a little bit deeper and we begin to question these habit or habitual thoughts, we can begin to realize that just because school wasn't our favorite at one time, it's a different time now. What is different about school now than back then? It's not virtual. You're in person with your friends, with your teachers, getting to do real things in the classroom. And I think that makes such a big difference for some kids because if it was COVID right now, I wouldn't be able to do so many projects that I'm doing in class because we're not actually in class. Mm. And so if you were not in class, you weren't getting to do all the projects and it was that tricky pandemic-y time, and I was to ask you how school, it might feel really true to say it's not good. I don't like it, but that's no longer what's happening. And so I am challenging all of you now listening to this podcast to reconsider your thoughts about school. How is it now? And notice the first thought, right? The first thought is that is the habitual pathway. It's the elk trail. And what I want to do in this moment is disrupt that elk trail. I want you to imagine now this big old tree, big, huge tree falls over right in the middle of that path. It's disrupted. You can't take that path anymore. You have to form a new path, aka forming a new thought. So Audrey, when I ask you or when you ask yourself to start thinking a new thought that's a little bit more relevant and helpful besides school's not fun, school sucks, When I ask you to dig deeper and create a new thought, it's a little bit clunky in the beginning, right? Like, let's keep thinking about that elk pathway. The tree just fell in the path. Now they have to take a new one, which is through brambles and through sticks and mud and all the things. They have to form a new pathway. But if they take that pathway even three times, what happens? It becomes more used. It becomes more known to that that elk to that deer becomes more comfortable exactly so let's imagine that they've taken this pathway now for like two months what does it look like it looks more used it looks more 
like the other one that look like a tree fall on it. It becomes more comfortable, becomes something that you just do every day now, becomes kind of like muscle memory. Oh, we're walking this trail. Let's go the way I usually go. Kind of like muscle memory. So like a year from now, let's say that you've thought that thought every day now for a year, you've practiced that thought. And in the beginning, that thought was clunky and uncomfortable. It didn't even really feel like, ugh. Like, I got to try this thought on. It doesn't really fit, but it's a helpful thought to think. Like, school might not be that bad. Actually, school is kind of curious. Actually, I might like school. It begins to groove. And a year from now, after continually thinking that thought, it has become what it has become. It is a new neural pathway. So, Audrey, will you share with the people how that <clears throat> elk trail has to do with actual brain and thought development. So basically we have this thing and it's called neuropathways in our brain. And it's something kind of like the elk trail that we just keep going down and going through and doing over and over again, like a negative thought. If we're talking about school again and how school sucked in COVID, we were creating a path, a thought that school sucked because this and this and this. But things changed where we kept sticking to that thought because that's what we knew and that's what we were used to. Instead of going down a different thought, creating a new thought, disrupting the old one, saying, well, it sucked then, but it doesn't have to suck now because this and this and this is so much better and I like it more because the circumstances have changed. I could not have said that better myself, you brilliant childish so does this have to only go with liking school or not liking school where can you use no. this technique you can use it in sports when you're doing chores at home when you're doing some things as taking your dog on a walk or making food or doing something that you think that you think you don't like but you actually enjoy doing and curiosity is such a key in this and remember, big, big, big one. Remember, just because you think a thought does not actually make it true. If you're thinking a thought, and we know that research shows that 95% of the thoughts a person thinks are repetitive. They're the, they're the same thoughts that you thought yesterday. It is the only way to truly make a proper change in your life is to start to observe the thoughts that you're thinking and question them. Is this true anymore? Is this thought serving me? And this can go on a grander scale too, right? Like the state of the planet right now. If we are thinking thoughts that create hopeless feelings, is having a hopeless feeling really going to drive us forward as humanity? No. no, not at all. And so questioning the thoughts that are creating hopeless and creating new thoughts that create hopeful because what type of action do you take when you feel hopeful? You take a risk, one that you believe is going to work. My soccer coach is always talking about how if we don't take the risk, we never know what we could accomplish. Mm. And so if you're hopeful that it could work, go with that hope. Drive forward with the hope. Continue to move forward in hope and inspiration. The brain is such a sweet tool. When we think a new thought, we're asking it to use more energy. Thank you, brain, for doing what I'm asking you to do and use a bit more energy to create a new pathway, the elk pathway, the, the neural pathway. Thank you for working hard so that I can see the results that I want to see in my life.
What do we know creates feelings? Thoughts. Exactly. So questioning your thoughts, making sure that the thoughts that we think about ourselves, about the people around us, about our community, about the planet as a whole are productive. Notice I didn't say positive because I'm not asking anyone to stay positive all the time, but what I am asking is productive. When we have thoughts of, nope, I don't like school, is that at all productive? No. No. Um, everything is just falling apart on our planet. Is that productive? No. Does it feel true sometimes? Yes. Is it productive? No. Will that thought ever create an inspired and hopeful feeling? No. So using the brain like a tool to be able to move forward in progress and hope is everything at this moment in history. Go ahead and tell us, what did you hear on this podcast today? Um, I heard about how making a new thought can drive more hopeful thoughts than going down the same one that we know because it just feels comfortable. Audrey, thank you for your wisdom. <laughs> thank you for your courage to share the things that you know. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. I will see you again soon. Bye. Bye. There it is, another episode of Old Soul, Young Mind. And remember, listening to this podcast is not just listening, but a call to action to put into practice what you just learned and also an invitation to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already. Go into the show notes and hit that little plus sign or the follow button. This is the most important thing to be able to keep this podcast running. And while you're at it, share an episode with a child in your life or a community, a teacher, a friend. And by doing this, we can all together elevate the mindset and mindfulness of this growing and incredible generation. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me on this journey. And remember, stay curious, stay hopeful. Most importantly, stay tuned to the next episode of Old Soul, Young Minds.